Back in on Canuck Central, it's Dan Richo, Satyar Shaw. We're in the Kintech studio. Kintech Footwear and Orthotics, Canada's favorite orthotics provider, supported by over 2,500 five-star Google reviews. Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. We've got a uh, question into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox from Raj in Calgary. Love the show. Welcome back. Thanks, Raj. Is 650 going to be broadcasting games from Penticton? The answer is yes, Raj. Uh, mm-hmm. The Young Stars games will be on the radio this weekend. You will hear Brendan Batchelor on the call for the Young Stars games to start this weekend. Friday, first game from Penticton against uh, the Calgary Flames contingent. So it should be pretty good. It should be good, yeah. Uh, we'll uh, get a look-see at some of the Canucks prospects. They do have one of the older rosters, I think, in the tournament. So at least from a success standpoint, results-wise, that should lead them to having more success. But uh, we'll see how it all fares after that. It is Wednesday, so you know what happens on Wednesdays. It's overrated, underrated here on Canucks Central. We've got producers Josh and Elon behind the glass with us. And, of course, your submissions. We ask for them on Twitter. You give us a topic, overrated or underrated. Or, sometimes, the off chance something can be perfectly rated. Like taking time off during the summer. Is it overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated? Um, underrated, yeah. yeah. It's nice having time off in the summer. <laughs> We, we, we uh, are striving to live that teacher life where we get two months off in the summer. <laughs> That's yeah. as close as it gets. <laughs> yes. I might do that next season. Because, I mean, I you know, I still had vacation I could have taken. But I was yeah. like, you know what? I've, I've been away enough. He's a team player. You know, I don't know about that. Just you wanted to get bored. back into camp early. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. We, we, we harp on the team for being serious yes. and ready. I wanted to be, you know, here early, be ready. Came back two weeks early. There, there comes a point where uh, you've gotten too much UV. <laughs> yes. Is that possible, Elon? I don't know. Depends on your skin type, but it's definitely possible. <laughs> it's possible. So for me, it's very possible. Yeah. But also, like as, as we get older and stuff like that, like when I was a bit more enthusiastic about you know living my life and being out having good yeah. grand old time, you know, like you know Elon who's in his prime, and you know Josh Elliot Wolf. Hold on, <laughs> the way the way you said you know Josh Elliot Wolf <laughs> well, was I mean, not as convincing. <laughs> You're already the old guy compared to. Elon and the other guys here, right? Well, Josh is getting married. That shows a, a certain level of maturity. Yeah. I mean, you Anyways. age by 10 years if if you get married in your 20s, Fair. just by virtue. Of the Vasily Pod Colson. <laughs> yes, pretty the, much. The stage. You're washed already. Oh. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the listener submissions. Overrated, underrated, perfectly rated. Let's get it. Uh, we will start with this one. Blue line bar down. A strong backup goalie. Overrated or underrated? I think it is... Okay, so like I, I, almost every goalie question is answered the same by me. Mm-hmm. It's like having great goaltending is awesome. It's needed. It's always underrated. I don't want to pay for any of that. So as soon as you're paying too much for that position, I'm. it's very overrated to me. So I'm, I'm totally okay with the Canucks not going out and signing a veteran backup at a higher cost than what they've got Spencer Martin for. They've got Silovs that they're really excited about. You don't want to bring in somebody that's going to take away games from him, and that might happen if you bring in a veteran backup and have to have Spencer Martin down in Abbotsford. So I'm totally okay with the situation that the Canucks are in. I'm going to... I'm imagining the blue line bar down context that he's sending this with, and I'm saying overrated. 
Yeah, it's over. I think right now for this team, given where they are, they have to cut corners somewhere in terms of spending. And given, you know, what they have, it makes sense for that to be your backup goalie. I do, however, think having a secondary goalie that can truly win you games is important to have. It can be a really important piece in the postseason. Yeah. Now, that's not saying the Canucks don't have that potentially in a guy like Silovs, right? And maybe if they do, then that's fantastic. So I agree in the Canucks situation, they shouldn't overspend on it. But I do think having good backup is underrated. So the other, the other part of this, like everybody's written off Spencer Martin as if they've forgotten that Spencer Martin was a huge part of the Canucks, <laughs> you know, reviving their season under Bruce Boudreaux. But that's the way it goes with goaltending. You know, you're, you're only as good as you were for your, the last stint that they remember you by. And nobody is all that confident in Spencer Martin right now. But what I will say is, you know, what was worse than the goaltending provided by the Vancouver Canucks last year? the defense they played in front of their goaltenders, no matter who it was. So if they shore that up, I like, I'm pretty confident. We'll see a much better version of Spencer Martin this year than we saw last year. We should. Yep. Next one. Ricky Aturatu overrated or underrated. I mean, is, is there a discussion about him being overrated or underrated? Like there's the, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I feel like it's uh, just a random question, which is fine. Just a guy. I yeah. feel as though Aturatu, given that you know he came in as the top prospect acquired by the Canucks in the Bo Horvat trade, hasn't really gotten much hype, considering you know he was the prospect they acquired in the Bo Horvat trade, and maybe that is he was basically immediately sent down to Abbotsford. The few games he did play with the Canucks last year were underwhelming at best. He didn't have a ton of success with Abbotsford either. It was a bit of a transition period for him. So I'm going to say underrated on this because I still think there's a pretty good prospect in there that the Canucks have found with with Aturatu. And ultimately, maybe it is somewhat of a low bar, but he is still one of the Canucks' top prospects in general. So I'm going to go underrated on Aturatu. He's clearly a top three prospect in this organization. I would have him third behind Willander and Lakaramaki because yep. of overall potential. Like I'm, I'm pretty, you know, I'm, I'm pretty high on Lakaramaki's talent as well. But he is clearly one of the better prospects, and I think he's a guy who people have to. If people are expecting him to be this kind of heir apparent in the top six, you might be asking a lot, but he could be a really nice player for this team. Maybe even on the wing, if his skating doesn't get a lot better, which we talked about last year. That's something that when we had him on last you can't evaluate him when you watch him this year. You have to just, you have to just kind of stash him for a year. His skating needs work. He's a year or so away, but he's going to be an NHL player. The question is how high your, your lineup is he going to play? But if he's able to be a really good two-way player who plays on your third line even, well, that's something this team is missing. And it's one of the things, like, if you look at the some of the moves they made, you know, signing Teddy Bluger to a one-year deal, the Canucks are going to, like, they are flexible enough that in the next 12 months plus, if you put together a good season, if you are Atu Ratu, you're going to find yourself with a pretty good opportunity to make this roster and have a pretty decent role if you continue to project as a future NHL player. All right, this one from Basketball Phil, overrated, underrated. Dylan the villain beating the USA for the bronze and pissing off LeBron enough to get an aging version of the Redeem team together again. <laughs> 
I like Canada's chances if all the old guys come back. Yeah. Actually, I don't. <laughs> no. I was like, do you? <laughs> Actually, I don't. No, I mean, I, I think it's good. I think it's good. I think Canada, if, if Canada awoke, you know, awoken the Giants, I think this should have been awoken by not getting to the gold medal game anyway. So I think the whole narrative about That's losing fair. Canada, like, you're not winning the gold. That should be your, your only standard. But you anyways. know how Americans were like, oh, we lost to Canada? No, that's that's a problem. We, you know the thing is, the thing to be worried about is them passing us in hockey. And that's that's what if I you know if I the thing that keeps me up at night as far as international uh, hockey we'll hierarchy goes. We'll never have goes, a best on best tournament to figure this out though. So oh, hopefully we will. Hopefully <laughs> we will. But that's the one I worry about because like Canada's been king forever. Yeah. Yeah, the Russians made it, the Soviets made it interesting for a while and everything, but we all kind of knew ultimately Canada was the most talent, right? And, you know, the better players. When Canada has not won a gold medal at a best-on-best best Olympic tournament, it's basically been their own fault. Yes. <laughs> but, like, do we get to a point with these Americans? And they're not going to have as many great players as Canada has. That's going to be hard. But their, higher, their high end is very close. It's not that far off. Like they don't have McDavid and McKinnon, which obviously gives Canada a huge advantage, but everything else isn't that isn't that far off, man. Well, and their defense might be better. We're kind of looking. I don't know if ten years is too soon of a timeline, but we're kind of getting there. Yeah. Like you look at even the draft this year. Most drafts, pretty much every first round is littered now with Canadians and Americans, of course Europeans as well. But I haven't done the math on this, but it certainly feels as though. There's almost like Canada used to be what 60, 70% of the first round, if not more, like Canadian players. It's nowhere near that anymore. So when you look at this and you look at the American team, what they already have, the players still to come, it's only natural that it's eventually going to happen. And just like off the top of your head, think of the top four centers for the American team Austin Matthews. Jack Hughes, Jack Eichel, Dylan Larkin. That's pretty good. You know, I know it's not Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Sidney Crosby, but it's pretty close. Um, it's not bad. And they've got better goaltending than Canada already. Their so, defense was pretty good. Yep. Quinn Hughes, Adam Fox, um, Charlie McAvoy. There is a lot about the American team that if uh, a World Cup ever happens, or if the NHL does go back to the Olympics in Milan in 2026, America's going to be pretty tough to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one from Rafe. Overrated, underrated. Sticking a fork in the New York Jets after week one. Oh, I think it's overrated. I, I, I mean, I, I look at that roster. Their defense is really good. And even last year, we saw that their receivers, like Garrett Wilson and some of those guys, can still get going. I still think they can compete. I ultimately don't think they're going to make the playoffs, but I do think they're a team that can still easily win eight games. Yeah. And, you know, maybe even win nine if things really fall in place for them. They're just not going to be a 10-11 win team. But, like, if you're expecting them to be completely done, I don't know if they're going to be completely done. I don't think they were ever lining up this season hoping Aaron Rodgers would put up, like, MVP-like numbers. Um, It almost felt like they wanted Rodgers to be a bit of a game manager type. They don't have a ton of pass catching options, yeah. right? They got Garrett Wilson and they got some guys, you know, they, they brought in Rogers cronies uh, to be, to fill out the wide receiver room. So they were always going to be sort of a defense and run game kind of a team. Can Zach Wilson be a good enough game manager to get them to nine or 10 wins? The defense is good enough. 
I don't know if Zach Wilson is good enough, ultimately. In that division, I know they just beat the Bills, but after what Miami looked like over the weekend, how they're trending, it's going to be tough for the Jets to get there. I was always kind of fading the Jets a little bit. I had the brief moment of maybe Rodgers is really going to work there, but it was always tough to really like the Jets this year. This one, J-Man and Richmond. Overrated, underrated, NFL football entertainment level when fantasy is not involved. I mean, I, wrong I, for me, you're a wrong person to ask because, like, I, I just love watching football no matter what. Yeah. And actually, like, to me, doing fantasy is almost a burden. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I do fantasy is a burden. This is a really overrated take here. Hey, listen, I feel like I do fantasy out of like, oh, hey, I want to, you know, I do it with some, you know, I like to do it with team. your buds, do it with my buddies and stuff like that. I do it with work people and stuff, and being in a few leagues or whatever. But I do it out of that, not out of like I can't wait to go and do fantasy. Okay, wow. we so really that's for me, appreciate it's a bit of a chore. The, 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 um, I forget the word. But the, what you're doing for us, yes, you're so generous, <laughs> so generous. I just look, I uh, I enjoy having things that enhance my viewing experience. I'm a sports fan at heart. Like I'm gonna watch no matter what, right? I, I always tell uh, younger people that want to get into sports media, like, well, do you love sports? Yes, because <laughs> you really need to love. You sports. need to love sports. Like you yeah. really, like really, like really need to love it. Um, but. I do like things that enhance my viewing yeah. experience. You know, having a second screen for a big game, having Twitter going at the same time as watching, like I, I find that enhances my viewing yeah, experience, being fair. a part of that conversation. So whether it's a wager, whether it's fantasy football, of course it enhances the viewing experience because it adds value, it adds stakes to whatever it is you're watching. But even if I'm a neutral fan, if it's a big game, I'm still watching it. Yeah. I'm still loving it. Like there's... I didn't have a well I had Josh Allen so that was kind of big for Monday Night Football but the theater of it all was still pretty incredible Monday night no matter what Mm -hmm. Uh, Marcus and Gibson's overrated underrated natural grass surfaces I mean clearly underrated right I mean there's I don't think there's any debate that natural grass surfaces are significantly better than any sort of artificial surface yeah I've said it for so long like there's no reason with the amount of money the NFL makes there's no reason that every stadium shouldn't have natural grass surfaces now yeah of course you're gonna get into the old conversation like oh well how do you have natural grass in New York or Buffalo through the middle of winter it's like well figure Figure it out out. (laughs) yeah it's you make enough difficult. money to figure this out. Yeah, 100%. In cold climates, you know, there's so many things you can do. It's going to cost you a lot of money. The maintenance is going to be expensive. But you know what? You're protecting your investments. Yeah. If you're protecting your players, you're protecting your investments mm-hmm. in a lot of ways by doing that. So, you know, bring in the overhead lamps during the night that light up the field to keep the grass growing, even in the dirt, like the the blood of winter or the black of winter, whatever you want to call it. I don't even know what term blood I'm really of, yeah, looking yeah. for. But <laughs> the that's... Blood of winter. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is that your novel? That sounds like Game of Thrones or something. That yeah. sounds like Game of Thrones. Um, but figure it out. You should have natural grass services. There's no reason, like, football players, with the amount of money, the amount of revenue that that league generates, there's no reason team shouldn't have natural grass services across the board. Justin and East Van, the second hole at Guilford Golf Course, overrated, underrated. Oh, uh, I mean, if you can get a hole in one. <laughs> We've all been there. So this is, I guess, Justin and East Van is uh, throwing it out to the picture that I posted uh, a little while ago. Yeah. My near hole in one. Mm-hmm. 
Your hole in one experience, near hole in one. Near hole in one experience. Can't get any closer than a hole in one than I did at the second hole. At uh, it was insane. How many inches away? It was. Like, uh, like yeah. maybe one, <laughs> one, one maybe one. Should have almost it counted it. To be it's honest. like you know when they bring out the the yardage thing. Yeah. When they are trying to get a first down, it was like that. And then <laughs> then you're like, oh, just missed, just it. missed by a scorecard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was uh, it was tough. You know, second hole. <laughs> it's uh, about 160 yards par three from the whites we were playing. It's a difficult par three. Though. Yeah, it's a big green, uh, and they like to tuck the pin off to the right so to really get a, a good angle at it you gotta fade the ball a little bit and mm-hmm. i happen and it's to going hit. over over not over water but near water yeah and uh there's a sand trap that covers part of the hole too part of the green so you're kind of you gotta hit a fade into the into the yeah. pin and i got bad eyes so i was really totally relying on josh and dom to tell me if it went in or not and yeah, it was really close. Man. <laughs> it was just like rolling, and it just stayed on the left edge of the cup. It was tough. One of these days, you'll get it. One you'll day. get it. The thing that happens in golf, too, is like you think you hit it really close, and then you walk up, and it's like five, six feet away. Yeah, like That's close, but it's not nearly as close as I thought. Yeah, That's what I thought would happen with this one. We got up to it, and I was like, that is even closer than I thought it was. I can't imagine people who've hit like so many hole-in-ones in their life. Who, like or even like Alex Ovechkin, isn't the myth that he like played golf once and he hit a hole in one his first time out? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I mean. It's like, screw you, Alex. Like, you're already amazing at hockey. You're the greatest goal scorer that ever lived. Now you just like anything you show up to, you're amazing at. Like for it's me, always tough. my game's at a level where it's like, if I just get it onto the green from the tee, yeah. I'd be happy. I'm like, oh. That's a win. Yeah. That's so golfing with Stad is like a different. There's a different bar for Stad. It's hundred, and it's 100%. nice because he'll get pumped with like, <laughs> yeah, a, a decent shot. Yeah, like what was it? Uh, the back nine I hit like I had three pars and two bogeys, and I felt like really good about myself. Yeah, you were. Really it was good. Yeah. So uh, I got a bit of a story to tell about <laughs> last week's golf tournament. Um, it was in support of Melanoma Canada, mm. and uh, Brian Red Hamilton, the uh, Canucks assistant equipment yeah. manager, was. Uh, the face of it, bringing this tournament to Canada, and uh, it was an awesome event, like great event. There was a lot of uh, Canucks contingent there. They they had a uh, a foursome with Thatcher Demko, Brock Besser, JT Miller, and Tyler Myers mm-hmm. that went out, and uh, we had a 650 uh, foursome. Um, and Brett Festerling, who sometimes fills in, yeah, uh, for. Uh, Randeep when he's doing Hockey Night in Punjabi on Saturdays here for our Canucks broadcasts and had uh, had played in the show. Um, incredible golfer. Like I, of course I, had, he is. I had no idea, but Brett Festerling is just unbelievable. Of course. So he's like uh, carrying our team the whole way through. Um, we get to the long drive hole and it's at Tawasin Springs. Can't remember what hole number it is, um, but he's... <laughs> It's a 300-yard-ish par four, right? Just straight right at the green you're looking at. And we get we, we drive up to it, and we drive up to the tee box. We see that there is the long drive. Mm-hmm. It's on the green, like far from the pin, but it's on the green. And there was, uh, there was a, a booth there. We're asking, uh, so who hit it on the green? And like, oh, I think it was Tyler Myers. And Brett Festerling immediately is like, Tyler Myers? And you can see his, like, competitive gene yeah. kick in. He's like, okay. okay. <laughs> and he just, like, got really, like, focused all of a sudden. And he steps up to the tee box, rips the driver, 
puts it 10 feet from the hole on the Amazing. par four. On a par four. And everybody's like looking at this thing. Like he, he sticks it down where he, uh, he finished where his ball landed. And everybody's like, you drove it there. <laughs> That's unreal. He's like walking off the green. Like he's Connor McGregor. Oh, like he was had swagger. So swag. I it was incredible. It. I love it. it Brett, Brett is a gem of a person. Yeah. He is uh, a really fun guy, but I, I, I long to be that good at golf. Anyways, one day. enough golf stories for today. This one, Chris with his kids from Nanaimo. Overrated, underrated. Disney movie remakes. The kids want to know what you think of the new Little Mermaid movie, if you've seen it. I have not seen the Little Mermaid movie yet. Um, I haven't watched too many. Of, I, I have Disney Plus. I watch a bit of the remakes. And like I got sad watching Lion King, so I kind of turned it off. <laughs> I'm like, it brought back bad memories again of being a kid. Halfway through, and you're like, oh, have you uh, have you watched the lion, like the new one, the Lion King? I watched a bit of it, and it was, I just got sad. I'm like, I can't, I can't do this. It brought too many heart, you know, tough memories back oh, from being man. a kid. I so, <laughs> this is like childhood trauma. Uh, my my older brother. Um, so I used to like when I was young, I would like cry every time Mufasa died. Oh, of course, man, it's hard. Yeah, it was yeah. tough. And my brother would just like he would rewind the tape. Oh, and then play it back! Oh, over what a what a jerk! <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, yeah, like tough man, tough. Uh, haven't seen the new Little Mermaid. It's on the list. Uh, I will say, like they have, for the most part, the ones I've watched have not been great. I did watch The Lion King, and it was fine. Um, the Jungle Book, I think, was a good remake. It wasn't. I haven't watched that. Is that it one came good? out like a while ago? Yeah, yeah, underrated. The Jungle Book. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, what was my favorite Disney movie as a kid? Yeah, for me, it probably was Lion King. I don't know if it was. Like, All Dogs Go to Heaven, I was big on that one, too. Mine was Also a, very sad. Mine was Hercules. Yeah. Hercules? I think they're remaking that one, too. Oh, someone said Aladdin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Rager says Aladdin was the best remake they've done. done. Oh. I haven't watched that yet, either. There was an Aladdin remake? There I was. didn't even know about it. It was uh, Will Smith. It was the genie. Right. Oh, maybe I yeah, do yeah, remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was okay. Um, he slapped Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll end with this one. Austin and Langley. Your hidden photos folder phone. Hid- hidden folders? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is Babs getting into that too? Listen, they're hidden for a reason. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> it's underrated. Well, yeah, Just of course. Having a hidden folder or having yeah. a hidden folder. Yeah. I mean, can you? I mean, if I mean, it could be overrated if they're they're hidden, but they're like sensitive work files you have to hide. Yeah. You know what I mean? That could be overrated if it's just like, it's kind of boring to anybody else, but for you, you kind of have to hide it because of sensitive info on it or something. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah. Underrated. It's underrated. Yeah. Underrated. <laughs> Leave it at that. That's yeah. the end. <laughs> that is it for overrated, underrated, or perfectly rated. A ton came in to the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. I always try to get them in early on Twitter. I'll send out a note every Wednesday prompting you for your overrated or underrated topic suggestions. It's Dan Richo and Satyar Shah. Coming up, Kevin Woodley is going to join us on Canuck Central. Catch up on what happened in Vancouver sports with Halford and Bruff in the morning. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.